sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. A new week starts right here, right now, live on a Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the SportsGrid network as well. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us bright and early on this Monday morning. We hope you had a wonderful weekend and we're back here to begin a new week all across the grid. And we start with a Stanley Cup championship game and we start by also welcoming on our guy, Donnie Wrightside, DRS, one of the co-hosts of The Early Line each and every weekday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern time right here on The Grid, and the main host, the guy that steers the ship for the money line on Sports Grid Radio, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern, the foremost NBA basketball mind on this network as well. Donnie Wrightside, thank you for joining us as always. And also hockey, guys. That's why I'm here at the top of the morning. You need hockey talk, you come to DRS. I'm ready to get after it, yep. Ben. Let's have some fun. That's pretty much what we have right here, right now, Donnie. Two championships decided yesterday, both in the Stanley Cup postseason and in the College World Series in Omaha. So after that, the focus is Major League Baseball, a dash of WNBA action, and of course, in these summer months, looking forward to the football season. But we start with our hockey guy, Donnie Wrightside, in a great game, number six last night in Tampa Bay. The Lightning down three games to two in this series after stealing game number five on the road in Colorado on Friday to bring it back to Florida for game number six. But it was the Avs on the road where they have been sensational really all year long, but certainly in the Stanley Cup playoffs as well, Donnie, taking home their first Stanley Cup championship since the year 2001. A 2-1 victory on the road last night in Tampa Bay and the Avs hoist Lord Stanley's Cup. Yeah, 20 years between cups here, and you have to take a look at the way they went about winning this cup. And just a few short years ago, one of the worst teams in hockey, you hit on a couple draft picks, including Cal McCarr, who absolutely dominated. He's Ben, he's 23 years old. He won the Conn Smythe last night. So you're looking at another decade of dominance here. There's no stopping the Colorado Avalanche. They're the favorites again next year. But back to this series, it was sensational all the way through. This is what you like, even though we would like as a fan base here, at least like looking at NHL, give me a game seven. There's nothing better than NHL game. Game seven, cups on the line. It would be fascinating to watch. Stamkos gets the early goal early in the game. You say to yourself, all right, looks like we're headed for a game seven. But credit the Avalanche, quieting the crowd and winning the cup on the road here. This team isn't going anywhere. Some young stud pillars in that organization that are going to be hell on wheels over the next couple of years in the NHL. You might be thinking to yourself, okay, they win on the road, but Colorado has been great on the road all postseason long. Their only road loss in this postseason was game number three in Tampa when the Lightning took their first game of this series to make it slightly more interesting. But the Avs were booked as a slight road ice favorite last night, minus 115, minus 104 on the other side of that money line for the Bolts and the total DRS down to five and a half. Games three and four hitting, or games four and five rather, hitting toward an under, moving us down to that five and a half. And the under had the plus money juice last night and we stay under. In that cup 
clinching victory for the Colorado Avalanche. Absolutely sensational performance out of Darcy Kemper in net for the Avs as well. And DRS, the Lightning, did not have a single shot, not a goal, a single shot attempt in the first 10 minutes of that third period. The defense buckling down to ice this one away and give the Avalanche of Colorado their first Stanley Cup in nearly two decades. Hey, welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here, the opening hour of the morning after on the opening day of this new week. A Monday live on the grid in Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the mix as well. I am Ben Stevens alongside DRS Donnie Wrightside, recapping Colorado's clincher last night on the road to win its first Stanley Cup in over two decades. The Avalanche beating the Lightning in game number six, two to one on the road, ending the Bolts hunt for three straight Stanley Cups, but one of the most successful postseason runs over a three-year stretch we will ever see in the sport of hockey from Tampa Bay. So no slight at what the Lightning were able to accomplish as well. And Donnie, before the game, not only was Colorado a road favorite on that money line, but pretty substantially favored entering game number six to win this series outright as well. When we look at those odds for Colorado entering game number six last night, greater than a $4 favorite, the Lightning at plus 320 as your series underdog. So DRS, the Avs favored at all times pretty much throughout this postseason. And as you mentioned, the early Stanley Cup favorites for next year in the NHL as well. Yes, and trying to close out teams late in a series. It's a wonder two teams have sensational offenses. We end up with a two-to-one final here, well under the posted total, which I think crept down to around five and a half. But you're right, talking mm -hmm. about next year, you take a look at these two teams, plus 500 at the FanDuel Sportsbook here for the Colorado Avalanche to repeat, 10-to-1 here for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And as I said to Kevin earlier today, who's going to bet against either one of these teams not returning and maybe a rematch next year? Two really good hockey clubs here, and I don't see them going anywhere. The second best odds for next year, the Maple Leafs at 9-1, to one, followed by the Florida Panthers tied alongside the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Vegas Golden Knights, all three of those squads. The third best odds to win next year's Stanley Cup at 10-1. to one. And shout out that defense in the clincher last night in game number six, holding strong in that third period to hold on to that 2-1 to one lead. And as Donnie mentioned, Kale McCarr, the 23-year-old defenseman for Colorado, not only won the Norris, as the best defenseman in all of the NHL this year, also the Conn Smythe MVP playoff trophy last night as well. He was minus 155 to win that award most of this series. So the Avalanche win their first Stanley Cup in over two decades, which means our focus now shifts to Major League Baseball. A weekend review alongside Donnie Wrightside up next here on The Morning App. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A weekend in review for Major League Baseball. Here we are toward the end of June. And in these summer months, the focus is certainly on all things MLB. Welcome back to the morning after on this Monday, live on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens with Donnie Wrightside for a second consecutive segment. He is our hockey guy, our NBA extraordinaire as well. But mm -hmm. his real expertise 
especially in the summer right here in Major League Baseball. DRS, over the weekend in Atlanta, we saw a rematch of last year's NLCS between the Dodgers and the Braves. In LA, takes the weekend finale, two of three in this weekend set against Atlanta. A 5-3 victory yesterday in extras in 11, in 11 innings. Atlanta led 2-0 going into that top half of the ninth inning, Kenley Jansen walks in there for the save opportunity against his former team in the Dodgers, and the Dodgers tie it up. Kenley blows the save. They force extras. Both teams score in the 10th, including an RBI double from Freddie Freeman against his former ball club, and then Trey Turner with a game-winning RBI single in the top of the 11th gives the Dodgers the victory 5-3 to three over Atlanta. Again, L.A. taking two of the three in this weekend series in Atlanta. Yeah, big series. They're also big for Freddie Freeman returning home here. Super emotional. You saw him crying when he got there before the series started. You know, choking up quite a few times. I'm sure some of the standing ovations. And quite frankly, getting your championship ring, the only one that you have from the Atlanta Braves while playing for the Dodgers. It was a great performance last night from the pitchers. And also, you take a look at a comeback performance here for the Braves' young guy, Strider. Six innings, five hits, zero earned runs. But getting lumped up the game before, that's what you want to see. So even though the Braves did lose this series, you can hang your hat on this one. The Braves are going to be one of those teams you're going to have to deal with, including the Mets and the yep. Phillies. We'll find out as the summer moves on here, Ben. Atlanta has split their last 10 games after that 14-game winning streak that got the Braves back into contention, not only for the National League East, but for the NL pennant race overall. And there wasn't really any movement, DRS, based on this series between the Dodgers and the Braves this weekend. LA remains the favorite at plus 220, over a dollar behind them, the New York Mets at plus 350. The Mets have the best record straight up and overall this year. LA, the second best record in the National League, but the Dodgers still the favorites in this side of Major League Baseball. You see both the Padres and the Braves now tied for the third best odds in the NL pennant race at 6-1. to one. The Padres taking on the Phillies this weekend, DRS, a four-game set. San Diego drops the final two. They lose three of the four, including yesterday, 8-5 to five against Philadelphia. The Phillies score the final six runs of yesterday's contest. They take three of the four. They entered losing three straight games. And a big loss this weekend, a lose Bryce Harper to a broken thumb as he suffered in San Diego, but at least a series victory for Philadelphia yesterday, DRS. Yeah, it was a nice series for the Philadelphia Phillies outside of that Bryce Harper injury. And we do know from a sporting perspective here, Ben, you can rally around your star player. Now, I used the same antidote this morning here on the early line with Kevin, where, you know, Ronald Acuna goes out for the year and the Braves win a World Series. Again, I don't think that's going to be the possibility for the Philadelphia Phillies. But nevertheless, you go out against a good baseball club in their home building and get some of that good mojo going forward. Now, the next good mojo you're going to need is over the next 24 to 48 hours, Ben, hearing about how the severity of that injury to Bryce Harper is going to be. Three weeks four weeks six weeks eight weeks the rest of the year that could be damaging for the Phillies for the guy that was playing at an MVP caliber again in 2022 yep. you just don't replace that but it is nice when you have some big boppers in that lineup like Kyle Schwarber that can go yard somebody's gonna have to step up because Bryce Harper's not coming back anytime soon here Ben DRS there was a time not all that long ago maybe three three and a half weeks where all four of the teams outside of New York in the National League East we're well below 500. The Braves have made yeah. their run. The Phillies have made their run. Both of those teams in the NL East, certainly a factor in this conversation. And the Mets are still the favorites within this division at minus 210. They hold a five-game lead over Atlanta. But the Braves under $2 for the first time in a while now at plus 
195. The Phils are eight games back of New York, a 15 to 1 price in the National League East odds board DRS. But we're seeing how the standings are starting to reflect some of that movement within this division on the FanDuel Sportsbook. What do you make of what those prices stack up to say for us right now at the end of June? Yeah, it basically says here in the NL East that it's a two-man race here. And so New York Mets at that minus 210 price. And also keep in mind, we're waiting on the Mets getting back those two superstar pitchers. If you take a look at Scherzer and DeGrom coming into the season, Ben, Cy Young Awards for the National League, one and two. That's a nice problem to have. And also keep in mind where the Mets were running and hiding from the rest of the division. That gave them some ample time and extra time to get Scherzer and DeGrom a little bit extra back. You didn't have to rush those guys back. Oh, no, we're down six games in the standings. No, you're not. You still have the lead. So if those guys come back resting and ready and also talking about before when this was taking place, maybe a little blessing in disguise where these two pitchers might have some fresher arms down the stretch. And that's where you need them. You get the Mets into the playoffs with a healthy rotation. That's going to be a team to watch out for. But the Philadelphia Phillies now sitting at 15-1 to with that Harper injury. Rightfully so, and it seems right. It's the Braves and the Mets here for me down the stretch. Unless the Phillies make some wild moves and Harper comes back sooner than later. I don't think it's in the cards for the Phillies this year for the East. The Mets. Yeah, the Mets won two or three this weekend against the Miami Marlins, dropping the final game of the series yesterday, but still maintaining that five-game lead in the National League East. And that was always going to be the barometer for the Amazons. Could they keep that cushion without DeGrom, who has not pitched this year, and without Scherzer, who was great at the start of his inaugural season in New York with the Mets? And now he looks to return. There was some hope, maybe some optimism, DRS, that Scherzer would pitch yesterday in that series finale against the Marlins that was slightly delayed but still probably back before the all-star break and the Mets haven't played the Braves much in this first half of the Major League Baseball season they have one series against each other in Atlanta before we get to the all-star break but we will see a ton of New York versus Atlanta in the second half of this Major League Baseball campaign and that will certainly decide how things stack up in the National League East and as Donnie mentioned that's why it looks like from an odds perspective a two-team race in the NL East as of right now as we flip it over to the National League West DRS the Dodgers again two of three in Atlanta a matchup between these two divisions the same for the Padres against the Phillies but Philadelphia taking three of the four of that four game set this weekend so now San Diego finds themselves Donnie two games back of LA the Dodgers remain a substantial odds on favorite at minus 230 in the National League West odds board where the two came lead over San Diego but plus 260 for the Padres who still await the return of Fernando Tatis Jr. Manny Machado slightly banged up within the last week and a half or so Mookie Betts missing from LA Donnie is there value on either San Diego or maybe even the Giants who won this division last year at plus 950 right now six and a half games back of LA for that top spot yeah, it seems like you might be grabbing a little fool's gold there with the Padres at plus 260 or the Giants at plus 950. And quite frankly, because the Dodgers, what do we anticipate? Well, Mookie Betts is going to come back and be healthy. They are going to make moves at mm-hmm. the deadline here. And I just don't think it's that strong a division as we've seen in the past because the Giants, not as good as they were playing baseball last year, but also it's going to be fun heading down the stretch to see San Diego getting Machado back healthy, which again, they dodged a bullet where it looked like Machado looked like he had broken his ankle, but only a mild sprain at this point. So he's probably back in the lineup over the next few days, but also waiting on some 
some good news for Fernando Tatis, where the last round of scans for that wrist weren't so promising. And if both of those guys can get back on the field, also one of those guys that you're looking at, those MVP races, both of those guys were heavily factored in even at the beginning of the season when we knew Tatis was going to miss a month and a half. We didn't anticipate him missing two and a half months, which looks like it's probably going to be the case. As long as they hang around, Padres will be in it, and they'll make the playoffs. The conversation around the Dodgers at this point just a week ago after L.A. had lost five of their last eight, eight of their last 13 was, ooh, are things a little bit shaky in the National League West? Maybe the NL pennant race overall. Then the Dodgers sweep Cincinnati. Good. You should sweep one of the worst teams in all of baseball. Take two of, a, uh, two of the three in the NLCS rematch this weekend in Atlanta. And the Dodgers now the best odds to win any division in the National League, which match up to that price for LA to be your favorites in the NL pennant odds as well. Once again, plus 220, $1.30 ahead of the New York Mets for that best price. The favorites to win the National League and the Dodgers certainly rounding into form. We go to the American League up next here on the morning after. Donnie's Diamond Details. Stay with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on the morning after on Sports Grid Live on this Monday, Sirius XM, Channel 159, all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens alongside Donnie Wrightside for a third consecutive segment. Our focus in the last segment on the National League. Now we flip it over to the American League. And DRS, let's start in the AL East because it is the best division in all of baseball by a pretty large margin. We expected that entering this year with the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Rays, the Red Sox. And it was a slow start for a lot of those teams, like Boston, who was 11-20 and 20 midway through the month of May. But the Red Sox have now won seven straight games, and four of the five teams in the American League East are eight games above 500 or better, including the New York Yankees, who have the best record by far, in Major League Baseball at 53-20. and 20. DRS, even the Baltimore Orioles are only four games below, five, or six games below 500, rather, at 34-40 and 40 straight up, but they have the best run line record in all of Major League Baseball. So the AL East, even with the Yanks having an 11-game lead over the Red Sox, that difference between the first and second spots has been the most competitive and the best division in all of the bigs. By far, and you look at the team in fourth place right now, the Toronto Blue Jays with a 40-32 and 32 record. So, as I said on this morning's show on the early line, you know what? They're probably battling here, Ben, for a chance at a division championship. Not even close. Not even close. Twelve and a half games back. So you flip it over to the Yankees. Fifty and twenty. Excuse me. Fifty-three and twenty on the season. Eleven-game lead over the Boston Red Sox. We've been having a fantastic June. But again, you brought this topic up here. The Baltimore Orioles. This was one of those teams heading into the season where you said to yourself, "My goodness," because again, if you're playing in a division, you're going to play the majority of your games against the Yankees, Red Sox, Rays, and Jays. And we said you might be able to see a team here that might win one of the fewest games in Major League Baseball history, because apparently. Apparently, as we know, the Orioles aren't trying to win. But how about this? 34-40 and 40 on the season. And I even said coming into the season itself with the Baltimore Orioles, it's going to be a matter of the other teams in the division. How much can you beat on the Orioles? Because
because that's going to make the difference in you winning division or coming in third place. Not the case here. The Orioles here to stay and be competitive in 2022. That's pretty amazing. Donnie, I think if I remember correctly, the Baltimore Orioles had the lowest team win total before this year got underway in Major League Baseball. And if I do my math, I believe the number was 61 and a half. It certainly was not higher than 63 in a hook. So Baltimore well on their way to going over that very small number before this year got started. Now listen, the Yankees are minus 850 to win the American League East. We are not saying a team is necessarily going to make a run to knock the pinstripes off of that top spot. But again, four of these five teams are eight games above 500 or better. New York, Boston, Toronto, and Tampa Bay, and the Yankees still maintain an 11-game lead over the Red Sox. But the thing that is so fascinating is Boston is 11 games back of New York within this division. They have the third best record in the entirety of the American League. Toronto and Tampa tied at 40 and 32, 12 and a half games behind the Yanks. They are tied for the fourth best record in all of the AL. You can certainly bank on the fact that these teams will be in the race for a wild card spot in the American League. And oh yeah, speaking of those Boston Red Sox, Boston now has won seven straight games with a victory over the Cleveland Guardians yesterday, eight to three to win that seventh consecutive game. Bonnie, Donnie, again, Boston was 11 and 20 on May 12th. Since then, they are 31 and 11 to be 42 and 31 overall this year. 11 games better than 500, still 11 games back of the Yanks, but Boston has certainly figured something out having won seven straight. No, and they certainly have. And also, you take a look at a Boston Red Sox team where you don't have high aspirations heading into the season. But as always with Boston, you have playoff aspirations. They started off so poorly, Ben. It was one of those where you might be thinking that, hey, is Rafael Devers on the move? Xander Bogarts could be on the move. Maybe they just break everything up and start over again. Now in a position saying, now hold on, we're 42-31. and 31. Looks like we're a playoff team. Do we add at the deadline? And we try to go chase down the New York Yankees. So a lot of things changed over the past month and a half where it looked like a bottom-of-the-barrel basement team that was behind. Behind the Baltimore Orioles, now yep. surging up the standings here. Second place in the American League East. We'll see. I don't, they're not going to catch the Yankees. But this team right. has gone from, we're not contenders, to, hey, let's get into the playoffs, see what we could do. And we'll look at those pennant odds because maybe that's where you find the value on the teams from the American League East if they can get in the postseason. And again, it certainly seems like those three teams, Boston, Toronto, and Tampa Bay, are all going to be in contention for those two wildcard spots in the AL. So the Red Sox have won seven straight games. They have covered on the run line in six of their seven. They are 41 and 32 on that run line. Just one game of difference between their overall record at 42 and 31 and their run line record at 41 and 32. But everybody is trying to catch New York and the pinstripes remain the best team in all of baseball because Aaron Judge has hit the most home runs in all of baseball. 28 total including a three-run walk-off yesterday to take the finale of a four-game set in a big, big weekend series against Houston. A potential preview of the ALCS. Well, the Astros got two. The Yankees got two. The opener and the finale, Houston taking the middle two on Friday and Saturday, including a team no-hit bid of New York on Saturday afternoon up in the Bronx. But regardless, Donnie, the Yankees find a way to bounce back. They have won 53 games. They have a win percentage of 0.726. 
and are 53 and 20 straight up. They have hit the most home runs as a team this year, 121. And again, Aaron Judge leads all of the major leagues with 28 long balls of his own. It's, it's been amazing for the Yankees. Also, when you take a look at the Yankees here on the season, right? We're talking about a team that might be able to break the all-time record in the history of Major League Baseball for regular season wins. And this isn't a yep. case if we equate it to the NFL. You know, it's the New England Patriots. Oh, they're in the playoffs every year with home field advantage. Why? Because this division stinks every year. This is one of the better divisions, if not the single best division in baseball this year. If the Yankees do this, that will be a more impressive feat. Maybe going down as the best overall regular season team in history if they do that? I believe so. Their team win total before the year got underway, 92 and a hook. They are well on their way to going yes. over that number. We expect some negative regression at a certain point, but what exactly will that look like and what will it mean? I still think the Yankees are in line for 110-plus wins in this Major League Baseball season, and they remain the favorites in the American League. Again, a potential pennant preview, an ALCS preview between the Astros and the Yankees this weekend. Well, New York remains the favorite at plus 185 to win that AL pennant. The Astros over a dollar behind at plus 300. The Blue Jays DRS, the third best odds at 5-1. to one. The White Sox that we'll detail in just a moment, 11-1, to one, but there you see the Rays, 12-1. to one. The Twins have the top spot in the American League Central, 15-1. to one, And that's where I think the value is on the Red Sox, 16-1. to one. Boston has the third best record in the American League. If they can get into the postseason, you know they are certainly going to contend by the time we get to October. Yes, they certainly will. And it's going to be a fascinating finish up here. And as you even start on the Central, like the Chicago White Sox you brought up, right, 11-1. We're past that point of return here, Ben, where it's like, hey, we're waiting for them to wake up. Maybe they just aren't going to wake up overall, and they're not the best team in the Central when to start the season. Mm -hmm. If you would have said to me, Donnie, give me one team in Major League Baseball that you're sure is going to win the division. It was the Chicago White Sox, hands for down. Sure. Injuries piling up, not playing good baseball, fighting with their managers, doing things like, you know, walking guys out of nowhere on one and two counts. It's, it's just been crazy for the Chicago White Sox. So that's one of those teams I look at, Ben, where I thought much higher of at the beginning of the season than I do now. DRS, Chicago was minus 210 before the year got underway to win the American yeah. League Central. It was the best odds of any team to win any division in the AL. That is no longer the case. All in plus money and the White Sox, three games below 500. They avoid a sweep against the Baltimore Orioles yesterday. Imagine saying that before <laughs> the year got underway. Chicago holds on for a win, 4-3 to three at home over the O's to avoid a sweep, and it snapped a four-game win streak for the Orioles. Chicago, three games below 500, 34 and 37 straight up. They have lost four of their last five, even with the win yesterday, five and a half games back of the Twins in the American League Central. We showed you those odds. Minnesota is the favorite in plus money. Chicago, still the second best price. The Guardians, who face off against the Twins, once again in a series to begin this week. They went back and forth last week for that top spot in the AL Central. Quickly here, DRS, let's go to the American League West. Wild scene yesterday in Anaheim between the Mariners and the Angels. Eight players ejected in a benches and bullpen emptying brawl yesterday. Haymakers being thrown, sunflower seeds being tossed onto the field. Get your money's worth. But as we focus on the team at the top, of the American League West. That would be the Houston Astros, a 10 and a half game lead over the Rangers. And as you can see in the price, 
They're going to win this division. Give them the divisional crown right now at minus 1,700. The reason being, every other team in this division, the four that are not named the Houston Astros, three games below 500 or worse, including the Mariners, including the Rangers, including the Angels, teams that had some optimism entering this Major League Baseball season. Yeah, don't look now. I mean, don't let the fight distract you yesterday. The Angels picked up a win. Hey, yes. Remember two, three, four weeks ago, we were looking at saying, whoa, the Angels are going to battle the Houston Astros all throughout the summer for supremacy in the West. And now the Angels sit 11 and a half games back of the Astros. What happened, Ben? What happened to the Angels? We're getting Trout, Otani, playoffs. Here we come, L.A. Not so fast. It seemed like that was going to happen, DRS. The Halos then went on a 12-game losing skid, fired their manager, and it seems like they won't reach the postseason for the first time since 2014. Their team went total before the year 85 and a half, a number they had not gone over since 2015. It seemed like this was the year, Donnie. We might have to wait a little bit longer. Donnie Wrightside, bringing all of the heat here on a Monday morning. DRS, thank you, as always, for your time. So much fun. Let's do it again. Let's do it again soon. We will. Next week, DRS, we have our word here. More of the morning after up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Summer means a few things here on the morning after. Sunshine, good weather, a focus on Major League Baseball with a dashing of the rest of the sports landscape, but also a time to get ready for a new football season, both in the NFL and in the college space. But we start with the National Football League here on a Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens, very pleased to welcome on live from Las Vegas. It is our guy, Mike Blewett, the host of football full circle pro football today during the nfl season as well every weekend live here on the grid he's probably out in vegas maybe looking at the raiders getting ready for some afc west chatter and getting in those future bets nice and early in these oh, yeah. summer months as well blew it thank you very much for waking up with us early out there in the desert and joining the morning after on this monday no worries. Maybe a Phil Jerkovic Heisman Trophy bet is in my future, Ben Stevens. So, yeah, it's good to be out here. Uh, obviously, you sort of get a lay of the land. I, I visited a whole bunch of books yesterday, so always good to be out here. And I feel like this segment is becoming a where in the world is Mike Blewett kind of thing. I'm in South Dakota. I'm in Birmingham. I'm in New Orleans. And here I am in Las Vegas. Blewett has joined us from the Summit League Tournament, the SWAT Tournament. He is our guy on the <laughs> ground whenever we need that expertise. And certainly, as I say, often when Blewett is on during the NFL offseason, our futures perspective, one of the best future betters I know in how he evaluates the market. And Blewett, we have spent time, you and I together, and on this show throughout the NFL offseason discussing how difficult the AFC overall is going to be to win a conference championship, but specifically how difficult the AFC West division is going to be this year. An absolute gauntlet is what can we what we can expect for the Kansas City Chiefs, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Denver Broncos, and the Las Vegas Raiders. All four of these teams are absolutely stacked. 
of course, after Denver goes and acquires Russell Wilson. The Raiders add Devontae Adams on offense. Chandler Jones on the other side as well. And the Chargers getting better defensively with Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson to a very young and exciting core. Blewett, as you evaluate the AFC West divisional odds right now, every team in plus money, KC the favorites at plus 150, a little bit of movement in this market over the last week or so. Which numbers stand out to you? Uh, I think, and you and I have talked about it briefly in the past, but I think that this is the deepest division in football. I think it's going to be really one of the hardest ones to call. So you have to try to figure out as you're evaluating the market where you want to take some chances. I, I think the one, the only team I don't like really at their odds is the Broncos. I just think that as much as Russell Wilson is a massive addition we're talking about a first-year head coach, Russell Wilson, stepping into a new situation. They have great pieces on offense and a few really good pieces on defense as well. But just to assume that they're going to emerge from this sort of uh, malaise of going seven and nine and seven and ten, eight and eight kind of seasons to all of a sudden take over two teams that, on paper, as talented as the Broncos are. The Chargers and Chiefs are even more talented top to bottom. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, a big risk to take at plus 250. Uh, we've talked about the the situation in the past with the Raiders at 7-1. to one, You're throwing a dart there, but you're getting 7-1, to one, obviously. I still don't think the Raiders win the division, but I like their odds at 7-1 to one better than Broncos at 2.5 to 1. I think you could make a point here that even based on the Kansas City Chiefs dominating the AFC West division in years past, the fact that they are favorites right now, but still a plus money price at plus 150, maybe there's value on the Chiefs as well. And Blue, let's set the table here. Let's set the expectation for these teams in the AFC West by what the market is saying right now, by looking at the make playoff odds for this upcoming 2022 campaign in the NFL. KC has the best odds to make the postseason at minus 210, greater than $2. But the Chargers are minus 155. Those Broncos you speak of are minus 135, favored to get into the playoffs as well. And the Raiders, the longest odds of the four at two to one. Let's start with those prices on the Chargers and the Broncos, Blewett. Do you think they will both be in contention for a wild card spot if they don't claim the divisional crown? I do think that, yes. I, I think you're going to be competitive all the way throughout this division. I don't think, I don't expect, at least by the halfway point of the season, any of these teams to be on way on the outside and, and no chance of making the playoffs. I think these teams are going to beat up on each other a little bit. I think an important thing to note regarding the make playoff odds on FanDuel Sportsbook specifically is that you can parlay them. So, for example, the Tampa Bay Bucks are minus 600 to make the playoffs. I don't like those odds individually, but you can use the Bucks as an anchor because you know they're going to make the playoffs and pick any other team to try to parlay it and increase your odds. You can get plus money on some of these teams that are minus money. So if you're feeling good about the Chargers, bet them individually, but maybe also hook them into a parlay with the Bucks and create positive money for yourself. It's a really easy way to go about it. Now, nothing's ever a guarantee. Something happens to Tom Brady. Uh, we're looking at a backup quarterback situation. I guess things can go sideways, but I feel pretty good about them more than any other team in the entire league to at least make the playoffs, obviously to likely win the yeah. division. But that is something to attack as well. 
I, so I do think there's a chance you can take with all of these teams. Uh, I think coaching is something that you have to look at in this division. Andy Reid is a rock. Brandon Staley showed some cracks last year. Nathaniel Hackett is a first-year mm -hmm. head coach. Josh McDaniel is coming back into the head coaching position. I think his time in Denver is is a little overplayed, to be honest. It obviously didn't go well in that last season and a half. I do think it's overplayed, though. I think he's a legitimate candidate for a head coaching position, and I think the Raiders have acquired enough talent that do make them a contender for the playoffs and potentially even to win this division. I know I'm beating that drum a lot in these segments, but when you're looking at a division that's this tough, I think th things can get a little wacky. This is not that much different than the AFC North last year. We weren't really sure. Is it the Ravens? Uh, the Browns are looking good. Can the Steelers hang on for one last shot? And then the Bengals won the division. I was sure a year ago that the Bengals had finished last in the division and they made it to the Super Bowl. Right. And the Bengals had a six and a half win total entering the 2021 NFL season yeah. a year ago. But you see those prices there. The Broncos, the Chargers, and the Chiefs all favored to make the postseason. The Browns somehow, some way, I don't understand this, are minus 210 still available on the FanDuel Sportsbook to make the AFC playoffs. Tied for the best odds of any team in the AFC to reach the postseason. Throw that number out the window. You add in the Colts at minus 180, but those three teams out of the AFC West and Indianapolis, the four best odds to make the AFC postseason. So again, the expectation is for the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Broncos to all find their way into the AFC playoffs. One quick last question. As you are out in Las Vegas, Blewett, as it pertains to those make playoff odds for the AFC West. Last year, the Chiefs won the division. They hosted the AFC title game for the fourth consecutive year. Mm. But the only other team from the AFC West to get into the playoffs, the Las Vegas Raiders. And they are now 2-1, to one, plus 200 to do so again. And they got better this offseason. I think the argument is pretty clear there. Do you think Vegas Blewett is being slighted at all in these future prices ahead of next year in the NFL? I think so. But it is a function of all the other additions in that division. Obviously, the Chiefs suffered a huge loss, but they did add a few wide receivers in uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, they added a running back in Ronald Jones. I think, uh, obviously, defensively, uh, they're going to have to continue to improve, but it's been good enough, to good enough at least, to win the division and good enough to make the AFC Championship game uh, for the last several years. But... Uh, like I was saying earlier, you can even boost those odds if you want to pick the Bucks as an anchor. You can get the the Raiders to make the playoffs at plus 250, so boosting those odds even more. I think they're being slighted, but it's fair considering all the turmoil. What happened to them last year was pretty miraculous that they made the playoffs. Yep. I give them a lot of credit, but there is a coaching change, and there are new players coming in. I feel good, obviously, about Devontae Adams coming in with Josh McDaniel, so I'm bullish on them, but it does not – uh, and I'm not, but I'm not glossing over the fact that this is the toughest division in football, and you can make a case for mm -hmm. the other three teams fairly easily over the Raiders. But yes, I think they're being slighted. And that also might hurt Las Vegas at the end, that you have to play these three other teams six times next year, affecting your overall record, which might keep you out of contention for a wild card spot against other teams out of the AFC that have a far easier schedule the Chiefs have the hardest schedule in the NFL according to Warren Sharp's strength of schedule metrics the Raiders the third hardest and if I think Las Vegas is getting slighted I think you could make an argument to the other end of that conversation for the Chiefs still being slighted 
despite winning this division six consecutive years, Mike Blewett, and they're plus 150 to do it again. They have the second best odds in the AFC championship market at five to one. I know they lost Tyree Kill, but Andy Reid's an offensive mastermind. Eric Bieniemy has coordinated this offense with incredible, impressive ability the last couple of seasons as well. And I think the offense makes the player, they'll be just fine in terms of losing some of that production now with Tyree Kill, a member of the Miami Dolphins. I think you might be getting undervalued nature of Kansas City in the marketplace throughout the AFC, Blewett. What do you think? Uh, I think that's fair. And when we talk about the future market, Ben, we do this often. I, I think anytime you have an opportunity to take a team like this at plus money, you should look at it. But you made the point about this schedule. Here's their road schedule this year. At Arizona, at Indy, at Tampa, at San Francisco, at the Chargers and Raiders, obviously, at the Bengals and at Denver, obviously, and at Houston. You can take their whole road schedule, the only layup, is the Texans. So they're really going to have to fight tooth and nail on the road. I think it could impact their win total. Does not necessarily mean that they don't win the division, but I think that's why people are less bullish on betting on them this season as opposed to seasons past. Uh, their first round pick this year was a guy that's near and dear to your heart because he's a Big Ten guy, George Karloftis. Uh, so they do add some pass rush there. I think their offensive line is going to have to continue to play as well as it did last year, at least, to keep Mahomes clean. He did not have a vintage year last year. I think he bounces back. But again, uh, this is really the toughest division to break down. I just do think that if you are a futures better and you're just looking to make some money, you can find a position on each team at plus money to come out on top. You have to do the math on your own. Maybe we'll do a segment another time in order to walk through it. But I think as you go through the early part of the season, if the Chiefs lose a couple of games, you'll get even better odds. So take a portion of what you want to bet on the Chiefs, bet it now, and then wait uh, through the first six weeks of the season. You might even get better odds. Casey, over that win total of 10.5 each of the last four years, they have won at least 12 games each of the last four seasons. They have been favored in every game each of the last two years, including their postseason runs. So they are a three-point favorite for their opening game of the year against Arizona. You'll see a 10.5 on KC, also a 10.5 for the Broncos, heavily juiced to the under, however. The Chargers have a win total of 10 as well a very interesting split there and finally blew it as you know in the afc championship market three of the four best odds hail from the afc west and then you throw in the browns the ravens and the Bengals as well six of the eight best odds from those two divisions the afc is going to be a gauntlet and Blewett has laid out the path for you how you find your prices and the numbers to make it all work mike Blewett, enjoy the rest of your time in las vegas thank you for joining us very much Thanks, buddy. That was a nice wave. I really enjoyed that. Let's round out our number one up next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com.
rounding out our number one in the morning after on this first day of a new week live on a Monday right here on Sports Grid Sirius XM channel 159 the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM all across the Sports Grid Network I am Ben Stevens Major League Baseball the focus now in the month of June as we near the end of this month it's July 4th weekend coming up a holiday weekend here so that means Major League Baseball in its entirety now the Yankees have the best record in all the bigs 53 and 20 straight up 0.726 the win percentage for the pinstripes it's hard to argue that at this current point the Yanks are not the best team in the bigs they are the best team in all of the major leagues but who's number two Who's behind New York? We asked you that question in our Fade the Public poll. Let's find out what you had to say in Fade the Public. So who is the second best team in the bigs behind the New York Yankees? Is it the other team in New York? The Mets, who have the second best record overall in Major League Baseball. Is it the Astros, who split their four-game weekend series in the Bronx against the Yankees, the second best record in the AL. The Dodgers are still your World Series favorites. They have the second best record in the National League, and the Padres the third best, only two spots behind the uh, LA Dodgers in that nationally West standings perspective right now. So who do you think is the second best team? Well, you're going with the teams from New York, the Mets. Nearly 40% of this vote at SportsGrid TV on Twitter are fade the public poll for that second best team in the bigs. The Dodgers have most of that other voting in this area, 35.5%. The, the second best team in all of Major League Baseball. The Astros there also at 22%. Not a lot of love for the San Diego Padres at this moment we'll see how it all shakes out throughout these summer months in all of mlb action but the yankees still the second best price behind the dodgers in that world series market we come back for our number two up next here on the morning after on sports Break. 